hot and cold to them. It's about providing the best comfort solutions. And Bryant gives you a full 24-month test drive on your home comfort system. Get full details at bryantlincoln.com or call 467-1111. Bryant Air Conditioning, Heating, Electrical, and Plumbing. We do whatever it takes. 93.7 The Ticket, Fox KFXL Weather. Sponsored by John Henry's Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. On Monday, January 17th, we'll see a mostly sunny sky with a high near 51. There'll be a light southwest wind coming in at about 9 to 14 miles an hour this morning. Winds can gust as high as 22 miles an hour. Later tonight, there will be partly cloudy with a low around 25. Southwest winds will die down to about 3 to 8 miles an hour. I'm Harris Narns with 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. When it comes to vaping, the truth can get clouded. So let's make it clear. Vaping is not safe for youth. Because vaping can put microscopic particles into your lungs. And dangerous things like metals into your body. And nicotine, which can harm a person's brain development through their mid-20s. With appealing flavors, high nicotine levels, and lots of promotion on social media. Many kids think vaping is harmless, but it's not. So talk to your kids about the risks of vaping. Sponsored by SAMHSA and Nebraska DHHS. Aired with the Nebraska Broadcasters Association and this station. This is Lincoln's home for sports talk on the FM dial. Also online at theticketfm.com. On the internet. KNTK FM first. 93.7 The Ticket. It's time for the deep end. With Reagan Hins and Audrey Coffey. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. There we are. Big Sky. Sorry, I was jamming out to Hurricane by Bridget Mendler. Oh, <laughs> simplicity. Is it? Is this one of their music selections? It wasn't me. It, I, was it one it of you guys? It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was a Nick. It was a Nick. It's a good song, though. Okay. <laughs> so we have to get these young ladies their own music. I have not, I have not spoken to these ladies we, yet. We, are <laughs> not, we do not have to be hyped by this music. They do. <laughs> <laughs> so we're gone. I don't want them listening to music that I put in the system. I want this to be your jam. This is the thing that you want to hear. Whatever maybe you're listening to before you dive, that's a conversation we'll have here shortly. We okay. can do that in. All right. So Reagan and Abby, they're here with us. This is the second week that we've had them. We missed them last week. Yes. Yeah. We, we were all gone. So Tell us, please, who you are, the name of the show, and what we're going to be doing for the next hour. Oh, well, I'm Reagan Hinsey. Um, I'm a diver. And this is the deep end, and we're just going to be talking about anything and everything having to do with swimming and diving for the next hour. Who's who's the rock star next to you? Uh, this is I'm joined by Audrey Coffey. Uh, did I call you Abby? No, oh. I don't think so. Okay. I was like, yeah. wait a minute. That sounded weird. It's okay. I've responded to it before. Uh, so. I don't want to do that because <laughs> I have people call me weird things, and I always okay. get the same look on my face. <laughs> so the beauty of this thing is <laughs> you guys were – you get to go to California. So the rest of us were getting snow. Yes. And you were in California skydiving. Okay, let's let's give the particulars. Why California? Where in California? And what in California? Well, the divers went to California. Um, every year, the swim and dive team takes a training trip, and it's basically just to get into a new environment and new surroundings and get out of the cold winter in Nebraska for a little bit. Um, so we went there on the 5th and we trained there for a week, twice a day, twice a day. And then, um, on the 13th, I believe we traveled to UCLA and then the past Friday, Saturday, Sunday, the divers had a competition. Okay. So where in the scope of this thing 
does this competition or this this thing work? Like, does this give you some insight for how it's going to go in season as you prepare for the extra, uh, the next phase of the season? What does this do for you? Um, well, this was an invitational. We were the only team that was, besides Wyoming, that wasn't from California. Um, so it was basically a lot of the Pac-12 schools. But it was just basically to um, see where we were at in the season with um, championship season coming up. So. Why, why did they choose you? What do you mean? Why Nebraska? If not everybody's going. Oh, you can choose. The coaches choose where you go. Okay. Well, so. I thought maybe they – you said it's an invitational. Uh, That's just what they call three-day-long okay. meet. So, who else is there from the Pac-12? Um, USC. Uh, I don't know if UCLA is in there. Um, Stanford. Um, they're not in the Pac-12, but Fresno State was there. UNLV was there. Wyoming was there. Um, Cal Baptist. Um, UC Santa Monica, San, Santa Barbara, Santa Barbara. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I, I lived in Orange County. I, I, I know <laughs> that trying, space. I know that space. Everybody. Yeah, I know that space. So, okay. So, does everybody on the team go, or just the the, the top competitors at each at each thing? Um. Well, the swimmers actually went to Hawaii for training. Training. Wait a minute. Hold up. Yeah, whoa, we whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Help me out here. <laughs> Hawaii. Yes. Just as a part of thing, business as usual. Yeah, so we didn't have a meet, so we kind of ditched the divers for a bit and let them go off to their invitational, and we just kind of trained in Hawaii. Um, it was kind of a chance to get out of the cold and train hard. So. What? <laughs> yeah. What? It's crazy. At a particular point? location a school we were at university of hawaii they they rent out their pool to a lot of different teams this is kind of a common thing and swim and dive programs it's one of the top perks of being a swimmer or diver honestly i would i would say (laughs) i would say that that's the greatest trip in the history of nebraska sports it's it's pretty cool it is a pretty cool thing that we do like we'd rather go to hawaii than go to ireland quite frankly like that's <laughs> like i know the football team's going but if the football team could schedule a game against the university of hawaii i would say that's a better trip yeah you should talk to them I, they don't listen to me they, they don't, don't well they listen but they don't listen mm-hmm. <laughs> if he gives you any idea okay so tell us about the competition how to go um well there are three divers all three of us competed on one meter um, two of us competed on three meter and two of us competed on platform. Um, two of us finaled on both one meter and three meter and um, Hallie uh, finaled on platform. So it was a pretty successful meet overall. Is that what was expected? Um, yeah. I mean, it would have been nice for all three of us to um, final on one meter since all three of us were competing, but um Hallie just got out of like isolation and stuff so she's been out of the pool for a month so <laughs> you can only you can only do so much when you're out of the pool for a yeah. month and the main thing about diving is body awareness so, so. it affects you t- so it affects you too like this yeah. is every other sport's going through it yeah it affects you too is it tougher on the divers or the swimmers that you never know quite who's there and for how long or what your situation is going to be yeah I think like Reagan said you know 
you guys like you're doing the flips and the twists and that's something that you know we do that in the water but you don't need like that body awareness you don't need to be like hyper aware of where your body is at all times but so. your oxygen you would think that that respiratory capacity yeah. in, in your sport I, may be affected by, i think right? they're they're detrimental different challenges both yeah they're both equally as hard to come back from <laughs> just in different ways yeah i i, I just Having been around, I've been around it. I would never, I've never competed in it, but I've been around people who did it at a high level, and so you understand the frustrations. Um, the gym, the gymnastics group was just in, and they were talking about what happens in the time before they compete, right? The preparation, yep. the conversation they have in their head. I'll ask you each both to go through first before your event. What What are the conversations you have with yourself? Um, well, right before the event, we have event warm-ups. So like there are flighted warm-ups. So like, let's say eight to nine is our warm-up. And then there's an open warm-up right before the competition. That's like 10 to 10, 25. So if the competition starts at 1030, um, but the event itself, um, if they're like, um, big tens, there's like 50, 60 girls. So the event itself for us to do long, it's a lot of, it's, it's like hurry up and wait. Then It's close to four hours. Just for diving? Just or for, for diving. Um, so it's not necessarily what you think before the whole event starts. It's what's going through your head after you do one dive and then you go sit for an hour. And then you have to re-warm up and then get back on the board and do another one. Let's go through the first dive, right? So let's say you're up first. Yes. What's in your head? What conversation are you having? Is there music playing? What's the process? Um, it kind of depends. I personally like having music playing. Um, cause just like if you have the, if you don't have music playing personally, I'd get too much in my head. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. but the first dive is supposed to be like a dive that you feel pretty confident on that. Like you won't necessarily, um, uh, be super nervous about. So it's one that you can re- kind of rely on to get okay. the, to get, to get the meat going. Okay. Um, so not your best dive, but your most c- consistent dive. Yeah. Okay. Um, so let's say I'm first, they'll be like. Reagan Hinsey, and there are numbers. So my first dive is an inward two and a half, which is 405C. And there'll be like 2.8 or 2.7. And then a whistle will blow, which means you can walk to the end of the board and um, set up. Um, so basically what's going through my head is take a deep breath and just let your let your training do do what. That's the, literally the conversation I was having <laughs> with them, that at some point you have to put down your prep and just You just go. have to trust yourself. Trust your body. Like you just have to go. Yeah. Now, are you usually right about how you did? So do you, when you hit it or miss it, do you know it before the judges? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like oh, you, yeah. Right? Like it's it's a feeling, right? Muscle memory yeah. and that all things. Oh, you can totally belly flop. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's what's coming before you get out of the water. Yeah. Um, but diving's on a scale from one to 10 and like half increments. So like if you belly flop, you can expect one and a half and twos, which is sub satisfactory. (laughs) But if you go in the water and you're like, wow, I really killed that. That was great. And you come out of the water, you can see like six and a half, seven, seven and a half, like all the way up to, there was a girl that got eight and a half and nines on a dive at this meet. Wow. She's really good. Okay. (laughs) Okay. That's a different level, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Now. You're up. Okay, swimming side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd say the main difference is that 
I think divers have to be very like calm you know like very calm when like trying to prepare for their dives because if you're super fired up or freaking out like you know you can I, I don't know diving, but, you know, it just won't go well from what I've heard. <laughs> so I think swimming's a little different in the fact that you kind of want to be fired up because it's a race, you know, you're trying to go fast. So, um, you know, you don't want to be over the top, but there's a lot of, like, there's a lot of coffee drinking. I'm, you know, per my last name, I drink a lot of coffee. So uh, that's... How far ahead of your match? When do you, when's the cutoff? The cutoff. Um, so it kicks in, starts kicking in like 15 to 30 minutes before. Okay. So I'll usually drink some like some coffee in the morning, and then I'll have another one that's closer to the actual race time. So like one to wake me up, and then one to actually like, okay, I'm feeling it, I'm ready to go. Most of your of meets are noon-ish or early morning. Yeah, it depends on if it's like an invitational, okay. like theirs or not. Uh, yeah, dual meets usually, yeah, kind of late morning-ish, so... And then invitationals, like, it'll be prelims in the morning, so just to qualify. And then those usually start, at, like, yeah, I guess, like, 9 or 10 a.m. And then finals at night. So do you stay enough, the whole Do you night. stay the whole meet? You do, um, just as long as, like, your teammates are swimming. That's kind of a thing on our team to oh. support, like, people who are racing. So. All right. What's, what, what music are you listening to? What's in the headphones? Oh, my gosh. See, I haven't been listening to music in my headphones for a while. What do you Honestly. what do you do in that I, headspace? So I used to get just way too intense about things. So <laughs> I think now uh, maybe that's contradictory, but I think now it's a lot more of like kind of talking to my teammates and stuff like that. Like again, like reaching that happy medium of I'm fired up but I'm not too like closed off from the world. Who's who's the more competitive of the two of you? Oh, I don't know. I don't know about that. That's kind of hard because I feel like I just see Reagan from across the pool. I'm like, hey, like, <laughs> like she's like jamming out. Like you dance. A I always bit, have don't my you? headphones on. What are you listening Reagan's to? Reagan's a little bit of a dancer. What so. are you listening to? I have my meat playlist. That's like the pump up jams. Okay. Um, I just don't like to get too in my head about things because then I overthink. So listening to music kind of is a release of. That that's sense. why I ask because I even coaching I I have to have music yeah. to kind of block out the noise yeah. um if i'm just in my head i'll change my lineup like 30 times before, <laughs> before a ball game <laughs> you know you don't want to live in that space oh, uh, no. so in 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 racing start is everything it's everything right you can correct a lot of things mechanically in the water but the start has to be on point it kind of depends on what race you're doing okay so, so what what is your specialty i do the mile so because the race is like 16 minutes long, the start actually really doesn't matter. Oh, <laughs> so. How do you do that? Like I can't even, I <laughs> can't, I can't even give fathom. Give some credit. She's a school record holder. In right. The like I can't, right. Like I can't fathom that. I just, yeah. You start out as a little kid doing like the little events, like the fifties, which are like two laps, 30 seconds. And I just wasn't really good at those. So once I got older and like capable of swimming better events, like that was kind of when I took off. Like that was just naturally how I was built like I was just I was made to do endurance I guess my dad swam in high school so and he was a distance swimmer and so is the bulk yeah. of the work mental being in the water just checking yourself it is very hard mentally I think yeah I was gonna uh, ask yeah. it's 66 laps right yes what do you think about right like that's you, a lot <laughs> that's a lot of time just swimming you know yeah. I like you can't get bored go I wonder if I 
if I had enough coffee today. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't like... <laughs> I guess going back to music, you try and get some random song stuck in your head. And I've had really bad ones, too. I've had, like... <laughs> I've had some Miley Cyrus that was just not fitting the mood. And I've had, like, the pacer test music, like, you know, that you do it. That was oh. terrible, too. So sometimes oh. it's just, like, these random things. Do you hear. change the song? Like, if you win to the song, is it become r- ritual? And then if it, you lose to the song, then you <laughs> stop using it? I should. I Lately, the only song I can get stuck in my head on command is Industry Baby by Lil Nas X. Oh, good heavens. My, I'm not- uh, oh, the station, the station <laughs> and Industry Baby. I don't understand it. Explain this to me. I, I don't know. I'm not necessarily, like, a huge, like, fan but i'm not yeah. really against it it's yeah. just like really distinctive so i can like just play it on command so you're gonna look it up now <laughs> so, like, i'm gonna play this no it's, it's <laughs> so we have a show in the middle of the day called happy hour and mm. they give industry baby shout outs daily oh, really? <laughs> like and they have listeners like hey shout out i heard industry baby while i was at the grocery store <laughs> oh, and, <my laughs> i'm happy to confirm that industry baby is no longer there open what what <laughs> what did they change it to i it, it's still dry Okay. I, I worry about it. Like, I try to figure <laughs> out what, what, what's behind the thinking. I, I, don't, I don't know what it is. It's just I can get it stuck in my head. Like, most songs, I can't do that. I have to, like, hear it before. And it just have you stuck ever been a diver? Have you ever attempted to do what Reagan does? <laughs> no. <laughs> well, <laughs> so on my recruit, I took a – stop laughing. I took a recruiting trip to Virginia Tech. And they actually let the swimmers go off of the diving boards there. And they had, like, the tall ones. Like, they had up to the three-story one. And it was on my bucket list to go off the 10-meter, like, the three-story high one. I'm like, I'm going to do this. So I go up there. And I have no body awareness like Reagan does. So I don't know where my body is in the air. So I just, I'm, like, falling. And my legs come up. And I could kind of tell in the middle. I'm like, something's wrong. And I hit the water. And I, I was, like, basically, like, sitting in a chair. She, she landed in a seat drop. Yeah. It so, was so how bad. long did that hurt? It was really bad. I was in shock. Couldn't really use my legs after. Um, the diving coach was really mad at me because like, there's probably a lawsuit coming or something. Just afraid. I was fine. I was just really bruised. Was 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 tech? So I, I'm a Virginia kid. So okay. So I know the space that you're talking about. Why Virginia Tech, and then why Nebraska over Virginia Tech? Yeah, so there was actually an assistant coach at Virginia Tech who was from Illinois, which is where I went to high school. And so he was kind of, he could talk like Illinois swimming to me. He was just a really nice guy. And uh, before that, I hadn't really known much about it. But through like conversations with him, I was like very into it. And um, it was ultimately like, honestly, it was down to money. Like they, I thought there would be space and I thought there would be money. Like, you know, it's out of state. So I would need a little bit. And they were like, yeah, you know, we don't have enough. So I'm like, okay, well. And then I also, I just really like Nebraska and the girls. Like, the girls are what sold it to me. Like, it felt like a family. And I'm very happy that I chose going here. Now, Reagan, I know that the Woodlands in Conroe has some great facilities. Oh, yeah. And within the state of Texas, uh, you have opportunities. You have choices. Yes. Why Nebraska? I've always wanted to go out of state. Um, I trained at Texas A&M for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um and it's a great yeah, facility. Yeah, they it do everything a, well. It's a great facility. Jay LaRue is the head coach there. He's but that's one, close to home, so why? You just want to get I home? just wanted to get away from home. Okay, that is a conversation. Every, why? You must say why. <laughs> I don't really know. Every single visit I had, was the closest one was Colorado. So, so none of the schools in Texas had a shot? Mm, no. Wow. No. Wow. 
Have you taken her to your hometown yet? I have not. Okay. She she has to, been to she's been to Texas though. Yeah. I have used you to swam? Live there. Did you swim in the the the, the 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 well? There's a facility there that sits <laughs> next to the football stadium. Yeah. The natatorium. Natatorium. I don't think I actually swam at the woodlands, but I lived in Austin for a bit, so I swam against like kind of their rival team. It was called Nitro Swimming. Yeah. Um. So. I don't know. Reagan likes it that I can like shout out Texas things like Freebirds. Yeah, it oh, matters. The, res- the it restaurant ma- Freebirds. Oh, so. okay. Yeah, that that's it's amazing. Look, if they could ever get one here, <laughs> well, there's yeah. like oh, all my money would go there. <laughs> <laughs> we try to tell people like I get it, but uh, oh, it's so good. It's um, delicious. I will recommend a place for you though. Okay. If you haven't gotten muchachos, I'm gonna hook you up with Nick, who's okay. the owner of it. I think you will like it okay. a lot. <laughs> it's the best it's the it's the most flavorful full food that i've had while i'm since i've been here okay so i think i have actually been there once yeah they the, good stuff. D- certainly the best nachos absolutely the best burritos uh yeah yeah and yeah. the smoked brisket just like if you ask him he'll pull some right off for you Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah, we'll make sure <laughs> that happens. Okay, we'll make sure that happens. <laughs> he, he's a, he's good people. He's a friend of the station, and he does that. Okay, so you you've gotten into the first phase of your your competitions. Then there is a for you. Is it a one off race and you're done? How does your your competitive day work? It depends on the meet. Again, um, dual meets you usually have several races, so maybe like three to four um so that's like you know you do your race you get prepared for that you warm down well just to get the lactic acid out and then you kind of wait you cheer on your teammates try not to get in your head too much until it's time to get ready again for another race um invitationals and like conference and stuff is a little easier because it's about like one race per session so like you'll do one race in the morning and then if you're fast enough to come back at night then there's another one but it's a lot more spaced out and it's a lot more focused on just that single race per day which is really nice when do you start preparing for the second race let's say you qualify you know that you're going to swim later in the in the day when do you start to approach and attack that honestly it's right after the first swim you know like no matter what like after the first swim you have to like warm down you have to take care of your body really well um we're lucky we get massage therapists which help a lot yes 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 you are so yeah like right after you're like okay i gotta get good nutrition i gotta get massaged out and i gotta get ready whether it's that night or if it's the next day like either way doing that right away helps a lot first dive is complete Let's say that you 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 nailed it. Let's say okay. you you feel you feel good about it. Okay. When do you? How quickly do you process that? What you did to get that score, and then when do you immediately start thinking about the next thing? Well, we have what's called TiVos. Um, they're basically replay machines, mm-hmm. and so you can you watch yourself, um, and then you go talk to your coach, and he's like, "All right, you did this well, but you still need to work on this, this, and this," which isn't important in the moment you just well, that's yeah. that's after the fact well i was curious as to whether they would address the next dive or the last dive then you go sit down okay and if it's in if it's an invitational or conference like you'll be sitting for a good 40 minutes before you start loosening up again um and then you go to your coach again and they're like all right what's what's your next dive and you tell them your next dive and they're like all right make sure you do this this and this and then you put your headphones back on and you go behind the towers that, and you wait it, for them to call your name. Isn't that torturous? Like, wouldn't it, <laughs> as a diver, wouldn't you prefer to just be able to just bang out like 
for oh. that. Like, <laughs> I it's so different from the practice environment to the meet environment. Yeah, that's it, my point. Like, there's no there's no continuity to it. You're 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 put in this whole new environment to do a thing that should be very natural to you. Yeah, in practice, it's bang bam bam bam, like dive 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 dive. But then, and even in meet warm ups, it's like that too. But then, in the dive the meat itself it's just like well then it's this person and then you go sit down for a little bit so it, it takes a little bit of getting like getting competitions under your belt to get used to it it, it I, like i said all of it and this is part of why I, I need it for this show to happen because there are people who are curious and they have some knowledge of what happens but the details of this thing it, it, to me, it's just mind blowing that you guys were able to pull this thing through. I would have gone mental by now if I was a diver. As a swimmer, I could probably process a sprint, but I couldn't do a thousand meters. Now that that's somebody else's life for me. <laughs> so, like, and and you guys will find this out. I'm impressed by people who can do things that I can't do. So I'm extremely impressed by both of what what both of you do. <laughs> like athletically, I'm like I'm pretty athletic. No. What you guys do is pretty impressive. We'll throw it to break. Uh, the deep end with these two young ladies are crushing it from Husker swimming and diving. Uh, we'll throw it to break. When we come back, we'll pick up where we left off. We talked about good dives and good races. I want to find out what happens when the other thing happens. We'll talk about that when we come back. Follow Reagan and Audrey on Twitter at Reagan underscore Hins and at A Swim Coffee. More of the deep end is next on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. You're listening to the deep end with Reagan and Audrey on 937 The Ticket and TheTicketFM.com. All right. Well, welcome to the deep end. Um, I'm Reagan Hinsey, and I'm joined with Audrey Coffee on 93.7 The Ticket. Um, if you want to call, the the Honda of Lincoln hotline is 402-464-5685, and the Sarder Hammond text line is the same number. Yeah, and then we are also streaming on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitch if you want to watch us and see our faces. All so you got to do is tune in. Know, type in the 93.7 The Ticket. You can... See everything that's going on. We got three chat rooms open, so have at it. Have at it. Where did we we left off in the good in the good vibes, right? Things that happened the way we planned for them to happen. Yes. Ah, uh, but you can measure the athlete, but how they react to when things go wrong. Yeah. Who wants to start with things didn't go well? What do you want to know? <laughs> what goes through your head? You 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 absolutely you missed it. You missed it. You're underwater. <laughs> are you cursing your are you cursing to yourself? You don't want to come up. <laughs> right? <laughs> like what's that process? Like Well, okay. If you do a bad dive, it so bad where you like back or belly flop that's mm. considered a smack mm -hmm. and if you smack in the meat you get what's called pity claps so you come out <laughs> of the water and everybody's like oh yeah oh, and you're like uh, i, I just want to go back underwater that. i didn't know they had that in diving they have that in swimming yeah so. like yes, if you finish awesome. last and yeah like by a lot like almost <laughs> like almost drowned kind of thing 
So. <laughs> Sorry, I just I didn't know that. Does that, oh, yeah. ha- does oh, it, yeah. does that happen? Yeah, pity claps happen a lot. Has it's it, especially ha- with like little kids. You okay. feel bad. Okay, it's so like, when they're young. Okay. Like oh, little. Right. No, it happens. It well, happens of all ages for divers. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you guys throw stuff and you'll you'll smack and you'll be underwater and everybody will be like, oh. Can you hear them underwater? Can you hear? <laughs> no. Them? Oh, no. <laughs> Sometimes you just hear I ringing. Hear. <laughs> oh. Oh. Oh my goodness! So then there's that. Re- there's what I love about the Olympics. Of course, that becomes the highlight. That's how people become mm-hmm. become fans. But at the Olympic level, there's a moment that happens when somebody's had a less than stellar performance. Yeah. And they get to the edge of the water, and this it's the look around, and then the great deep breath, like son of a gun, I got to get out of here. Yep. Like, <laughs> like, <laughs> like who are you? Who and what are you looking for? Uh, you're looking at the ground. You just uh, you don't want to face anybody. You don't want to look at anybody. You know, like and and are you avoiding your coach? No, no. You'll still go to your. You'll coach. still go to your coach. Okay. Like, okay, that was not what we were hoping for, <laughs> but um, that's considered a miss, obviously. Um, but you just try to move on from it. You don't you don't dwell on it, but you also don't be. You're not supposed to necessarily be like, okay, well then these next dives have to be perfect if I want to do that just like trust your training the next dive isn't the same exact dive that you just missed so how do you how do you plan your dives most consistent early um i put most consistent first and last okay okay and then um second should be a pretty consistent dive but recently it has not been for me why i Okay, so when you're spinning, you're supposed to keep your head up. And I keep ducking my head, so uh, I keep missing what's called my spot. So if you're, like, on a a two-and-a-half flip, you'll spot the water and the board twice. And I see them late. So I come out late. And that's either a belly or a backflop if I come out late enough. So usually the second dive is pretty consistent for me, but we got some more work on those to do. So that's not a timing thing. That is a... An actual visual visual checkpoint. Visual cue, yep. Wow, wow, and that that that's a lot of high repetition. Then, yeah. Just to know, well, is 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 it ever an issue that because you're in a different building, it takes some getting used to. Like at the at the UCLA invite, we were outside, and so um, usually we don't train outside, and we're like, okay, it's blue sky and blue water and windy or breezy or the sun you make eye contact with the sun right that sucks um but like my coach is always like all right see if you can tell which one's glistening and which one's not and i'm like i got like 0.2 seconds to make this out how am i supposed to tell the difference is that worked out in your practice in your trial dives where you're just trying to see what how this thing works oh yeah there was one dive in finals on three meter at this past meet and like I said, UCLA is an outdoor pool. And in California, there are mountains. I spotted the mountains on oh, one of my oh, dives. Oh, my. Oh, my. <laughs> yeah, that's... It, wor- it worked out in my favor, but it was it was scary in, in the dive, for sure. You don't see those in Nebraska. No. no. You see, you see a, a white wall. <laughs> that, <laughs> is, that is crazy. Okay. Now, it's in a race, and midway through it, something goes wrong. You have spasm. You you feel weak in the legs. You, Your goggles you, fall off. Yeah, you know That's something. Happened. Something. What's the process? How do you get through it? 
I guess it depends on the situation. Goggles fall off, you just got to swim through it. I have done, thankfully, never a mile with my goggles off, but I've mm. done like a 400, so like a four-minute race, and that's just not fun. Um, yeah, so that... Do, do you pull them off? Do you? What do you do? Um, it depends on how they come off. Like, a lot of times they'll come off off the dive. Yeah. Like, just the force will bring them down. Sometimes they come around your neck, which is honestly easier than having it kind of be, like, half on and filled with water. Because yeah. then you can't see anything. Right. Like, if you pull them down to your neck, you can at least open your eyes when you breathe. Does it ever, like, fog up? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Usually not too bad, though. Like, and... Honestly, it's not that important that you see okay. people. Like, it's nice to see people, but that's not the point of the race. Like, you're racing against the clock. You're racing against yourself. So, Do you pay attention to the people next to you? I pay attention to the people next to me. Okay. I personally really like it when there's people next to me. So, I there's this thing called time trials where you just kind of swim by yourself to get a time. And some people are really good at that because mm. it's kind of like more of a low-pressure thing. But I hate it. I I love swimming next to people. I like trying to... You know, in the mile, there's a lot of strategy, so I like trying to, like, play off their strategy, or I can tell if, like, they're going really fast, and I'm like, oh, I have a lot of energy left, so this is going to be good. Do, do you like being in the middle of the pool? Is that is the middle lane thing an yes. advantage? Because there are people that like being on the edge because it's just them. Middle of the pool is definitely an advantage. Usually, they put the fastest, like, people going into the meet. Usually, they get the middle lanes because okay. um, you can see more around you, and also, sometimes being next to a wall, you get, like... Like, you give off waves when you swim, right? So you give off waves, and then the wall, it comes back and hits you. And honestly, you can really feel that. Like, you wouldn't think you'd be able to, but it does make a difference. I would imagine that you learn pretty quickly within the race what your endurance level is going to be for the rest of the race. Yeah. You you can tell pretty quickly if if you're going to die or not. And, <laughs> and that is a scary thought. <laughs> like, well, well, just when you know that the tank is not as full, as full as I would hope that it is. Yeah. I mean, it also depends on how you swim it too. Like when, when I was little, I used to go out super fast and just try and hang on, like going like almost max effort the whole time. And I would die. I would just, I would be in a lot of pain and I would just go a lot slower towards the end. Cause you know, no one can hold like that fast of a speed for that long. So as I've gotten older, I've tried to pace myself more um, and, like, ease into it. And sometimes you can kind of make up for a little bit of a, a lack of endurance just based on strategy. Like, if you can kind of – Being consistent in it. Yeah. Like, if you can kind of, like, hang with people but not try very hard, like, that's the sweet spot. So the the, cor- the, the, the correlation between track and, and swimming, racing is racing. And in a mile, there are people who have the ability to that they can always finish – strong those people have an advantage does that happen in swimming where you there are people that you race against that you know back quarter of this mile they are going to be a problem (laughs) yes people have people have like their signature styles like autumn haybig she's like you know debatably the best swimmer on the team probably Mm. the best swimmer on the team and she we call her a back halfer like she always like at the end so whenever i race against her i'm like i'm saving up like everything like i know i swam a thousand against her at a meet and she was she was doing really well but i was like i gotta save a lot so i i think i out i split like two seconds faster on the last hundred and my coach was like you had a lot left there i'm like yeah i was racing autumn like but then do you ever but then you ever feel like you know what I still had something left in the tank, so maybe I could start early. Yeah, it's kind of – it's a sweet spot, honestly. It's, you know, tri- trial and error. 
because um, you don't want to be like, oh, I could have gone faster. Like, I have a lot left because then that means you could have gone faster in the race. But you also don't want to be like, wow, I didn't think I was going to make it to the wall after like 10 minutes. Yeah, I, I, I could have started four, la- four more laps earlier. I could have held that. Yeah. The difference in pools and the, and the events that ho- host these events. How much do they impact you both? I figure from a diving standpoint, you talk about being outside, yeah. but inside, sometimes the pools can have impact. Do you care where you dive? Are you yes. the same diver in every building? No. Okay. What are the differences? When does that pop up? Every board is different. Okay. What's um, the standard? Is there a standard for, I don't know, I, I don't know if it's a word, springability, right? What? <laughs> what? What's the word that you use it's, in... It's honestly a preference because okay. um, some di- some boards are looser than others, some are tighter than others, and um, we have what's called a fulcrum, and it's on like a scale. Um, so, like let's say the board is looser than what you're used to, you have to tighten the fulcrum a little more to get it to what you're used to. But it also takes, I use used to a lot, but it also does take some getting used to. Like you do need to practice on it before you compete. Right. So how how hard you 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 impact the board based on how loose it is. It's all about timing. It's not necessarily okay. the force that you put behind it. It's about catching the rhythm of it. Because if you if you come down while the board's coming up, you're going to lose all of your height. Um, so, But if you go down while the board's coming down, it'll fling you back up and do the little, what's the word? Parabola. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. This is like, this is a lot of physics talk right yeah. now. Yeah, this is Well, that's you swimmers and divers. That's, that, that's a real thing. So in your head, you know if I've hit the board right. You'll hear it. You'll hear it. There will be a thud. The, so if you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I just heard Greg Luganis going, yeah, the second thud's a problem. <laughs> he goes, yeah, I'm never the same after the second thud. For you then, once you hit the board, you hear the thud. Now what does each gym, what does each pool bring you? If you do not ride the board... Honestly, all I think is, hang on, <laughs> you're, like, because you're used to you're used to riding the board, you're used to getting up higher. So if you don't, you have to hang on longer, and you have to if it's a two and a half, you have to kick higher. Than so what what's you're used the to kicking for at. you? What's the appropriate height when people talk about height of a dive? What's ideal for you? I don't really know. I haven't really right? thought about it. Like to know how high it is. I mean, it's a part of like in well, the part obviously, of the- like one meter, three meter springboard, but. How I don't know the height that I get off of the three meter springboard. We'll have to find. Okay, let's think about that. I we'll feel th- like you would get pretty high. Like I, I know you're pretty powerful on jumping. I, I don't know much about diving, but I know <laughs> you're a pretty powerful diver. So I feel like you, you'd get up there. But that's just- I don't know. There are some people that that their feet, especially the the men, they hit their feet are at the top of the five meter tower. That's crazy. after they hit their there on the three meter springboard (laughs) so they get an entire two meters of height that's uh, see that's that's the that's the information i'm looking for we'll throw it to break here reagan i'll ask you to get us out of here in the break all right well this is the deep end um i'm reagan henzey joined with audrey coffee on 93.7 the ticket follow reagan and audrey on twitter at reagan underscore hens and at a swim coffee more of the deep end is next on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com. You're listening to the deep end with Reagan and Audrey on 937 the ticket and the ticketfm.com.
All right. Well, I'm Reagan Hensey, joined with Audrey Coffey on The Deep End on 93.7 The Ticket. Um, the Honda of Lincoln hotline is 402-464-5685, and the Sarder Hammond text line is the same number. Yeah, and again, you can join us on YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook, and you can watch us live at 93.7. We, we, we got the question of the segment from Big Sky, um, <laughs> and I think it, it needs to be repeated. So, Big Sky, if you would, please. My question was to Audrey, uh, and it was basically along the lines of when you make a mistake, have you ever churned too early and then barely touched the wall with your feet? Um, because I used to be a swimmer back in middle school, and I did that chronically, uh, even at practice. And it was you just end up motionless in the water, and at that point, it's just like, all right, flutter kick arms, and you're barely moving. Yeah, that's kind of the worst feeling ever. Um, I think I think after a lot of practice, like with the amount of turns we do, you do get used to it. So it doesn't happen very much for me anymore. But definitely, like learning that for the first time, like as a little kid. That how many turns do you practice in in a day? I don't even know. Um, gosh, we swim like at least eight thousand yards a day. So wait, wait, say that again, just for, <laughs> for us humanoids. Like, us, uh, well, us, like none depends of us are, on the day. I guess if, if we only have one practice a day, it's probably like eight to ten thousand yards. If we have two practices, it'll probably be about twelve thousand to fourteen thousand. I think over over Christmas training we had a day where we did about twelve miles. You know that's not normal, right? <laughs> I guess not. <laughs> yeah, like, like, like I, wow, that is a lot of time in your own head. Yeah, it is. I don't know how it's you do it. a lot of time staring at a line. So you know all the corners of your brain. Like, you. <laughs> I try not to. It's a scary place. No, so. I mean, but that's, you're in there. That, you that's, try to, like, you try to, like, turn it off, honestly. Like, if you're having a really good practice or set, like, you're, you're not really thinking. It's the weirdest thing. Like, you're just kind of. I guess it's almost like you're meditating or something. I don't. Well, do you, is that a thing for you? Do you do yoga? Do you do do you meditate? Are those things that cross over? I did do. I did meditate for a little bit, but that's because I kept getting in my head at practice. So yeah. it was kind of more being aware of my thoughts and not like focusing on, like, oh, I'm practicing so badly right now, and then you just freak out and you practice worse. So Reagan, is that like a thing? Is that that you get that space in your head? How many dives of the course were practice? Oh, over a hundred, at least. <laughs> at least. At least. At least. This is some real mermaid <laughs> stuff here, man. This is like they but, have to realize this is not normal. But we don't swim. We don't swim twelve thousand a day. We that's banana. Like that's and crazy. We, and I, we uh, well, I don't do a hundred dives. So we no. swim to the edge of the pool and then we get out. That's about. <laughs> do the do you I go worry around. about like getting concussion? Like the just the pressure, water pressure on your brain. On a <laughs> not not underwater, but hitting the water. Yes. I right, that's a hundred car wrecks a day. Yeah, yeah. Allie, Allie, my <laughs> freshman year. Yeah, on my visit, one of my teammates got a concussion. Yeah, doing it was a like, dive. It was like her first practice of college too, like first or second. I felt really bad. Is is that? I mean, do the hands in front protect you from that? Can it protect you from all of it? Some of it? Like, how's that work? Um. Well, you don't you don't go in the water like a swimmer. You don't have what is this called streamline? Yeah. Um. You don't have a streamline. You you palm. You basically palm the water like this. Um, so with one palm or two, you have one hitting the water and then the, your fingers are wrapped by the other hand. So like 
I don't know how to describe so, it. So does that hurt a lot? <laughs> <laughs> it does not hurt your hands a lot because as soon as your hands hit the water, they break. Okay. Oh, and you you swim through. And you do a circle. You do a somersault underneath the water, which is what gives the nose That was the next effect. question, right? Which, underwater, that whole thing. Yeah. We don't just die underwater. We have to we have to suck the water down with us. Well, it's like you <laughs> that you you pull the water down, right? But then you have to fight your way back up. Yeah. And you never once have been disoriented enough that you couldn't I go down instead of up. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's never happened. I would be I would be the first guy. They're like, "Where is he going? Where's, D, where's DP going? Like he's he, he, you're going the wrong way." <laughs> Like I talk about well, follow the bubbles. Fight. Like I don't know, I, I'm disoriented. Okay, so this is a big talk about your next competition. Um, well, we leave Friday for our duel against Illinois on Saturday morning. Okay, so, yeah. okay. It's about eight hour drive, or is it more than that? It's probably like a nine hour with a bus. I, yeah, the bus. You guys goes are taking slow. a bus? Yeah. Oh yeah, it's a sleeper bus, so we get. Make, I don't even know if we get a beds. sleeper bus anymore. How many people I go? Hope we get a sleeper bus. It's like the whole team, so it's about thirty girls. So 30 girls, sleeper bus, you'll leave when? Like 8 a.m. And then, yeah, we get there. We're going to just kind of warm up the first day. And then we stay overnight in a hotel for this one because okay. of how long it is. And then next morning, um, yeah, we swim. Competition and then, and then come back. Yeah. Before we go, each of you, take about 20 seconds. What are you eating the moment of, the day of your meat? Eggs. <laughs> just eggs. <laughs> eggs for eggs. breakfast. <laughs> That's it. That's what I have every day, so it's not—it's not, it's not so, out of the ordinary. You are so Texas. That is just a Texas thing. I didn't hear. What do you eat? What's your? Uh, I do oatmeal on race days. I okay. feel like that helps me. Okay. Well, at least we know how to plan. Now we, we yeah. can figure that out. Ladies, job well done. Thank you. Thank well you. done. Good luck this week. We'll come back next Monday. We'll do it again. The deep end on ninety-three-seven. The ticket.